0: morning pca on your feet it's time to worship our awesome god amen lord we love you we praise your holy name you are so good to us god you are the one god and we love you we we bless you we thank you that you are here with us today we bless your name god we've waited for this day we're gathered in your name calling out to you your glory like a fire through. sing that again. Let's sing that again. of you. you love him we love you Lord you are good God you alone are
1: Glory, oh open the nations, establish your kingdom. Yes, Lord, open the heavens, pour out your spirit. Oh, Jesus be revealed. Yes, Jesus be.
0: We thank thank you that you are here, God. You are so good to us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. There's no need for fear because you are always on the scene. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: see Jesus, oh, Jesus. Sing it again, God is here. God is here, God is here. God is here, He is able. We draw near to see Jesus face to face. God is here, God is here, God is here, He is faithful. We draw near to see Jesus, oh, Jesus be revealed hallelujah 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 i pray that all of you can feel
0: the spirit of the lord in this place like i can if you plug in you'll feel it he is awesome he is awesome he is awesome our god gives us the victory through our lord jesus christ amen thank you lord for victory in this life thank you lord
1: you never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. You never will. You never will. You've never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. you never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. You never will. Sing it again. You never will. You've never lost a battle. You've always been true. You've never lost a battle. You've always been good. You've never lost a battle. you always. all the pain never lost a there's someone out there i know never, you can do all you can do all things you can do all things but fail because you never lost a battle no you never lost a battle You never lost a battle. You Never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. You never will.
2: You never will. You've never lost
1: a battle. Never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. Never lost a battle.
2: You never lost a battle. Never
1: will. You never will. You've never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. Never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. You've never lost. Battle. You never lost a battle. You never will get it in your you brain. Never he will. never loses. You, you never, never lost a battle. Never lost the battle. You never lose. lost a battle. You never lost a battle. No, no. You can do all you can do all, all things. Things. You can, can do all things, but, all things but Cause you never, never lost a battle. Lost the battle. No, you never and lost know. the battle. And I, I know, I know, you never will. I know, I know, you never oh, one will. I know, I know. Lord, thank you, Jesus. We bless your
0: holy name. We bless your holy name. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this place. Invite him in. He's got great things in store. Oh, you're beautiful, Lord. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Spirit of
1: the living God. Spirit of the living God. We only want to hear your voice. We're hanging on every word. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. We want to know you more and more. We're hanging on every word. Oh. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Spirit of, Spirit of the Living God. Spirit of the Living God we only want to
0: hear your voice
1: we're hanging on every word spirit of the living god spirit of the living god we want to know you more and more we're hanging on us, it changes what we see and what we see. It changes us. It changes what we see and what we see. Lord, come change everything. Oh, God, you have my permission, Lord.
0: I surrender to you, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. to you,
1: change everything, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, I bless your holy name, I bless your holy name, Lord, oh,
0: I want us to just spend a little bit of time thanking our Lord for how awesome he is. And exalting him up to where he belongs. He should be on the highest place in our lives. He should be on the highest place. The thing that we think about the most, the person that we think about the most, the God that we think about the most. You are a good, God.
1: Without No again.
0: for who you are, our God, our creator, our savior, our provider, our constant companion, our guide, our healer. He is everything that we need and he is worthy of every praise that comes out of our mouth. And then some, and then some. You are beautiful, Lord. stream Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Be glorified. Be glorified in this place and have your way in our hearts and speak to us a powerful word from pa- pastor today Lord straight from your word. Thank you Lord. I praise you and I bless you in Jesus name. Amen. We love you Lord. We love you Lord. Thank you, Lord.
3: Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Wow, what a great time of praise and worship! I needed it, whether anyone else needed it or not. I needed it. It's so good to see you here today. It's beautiful. First, our first Sunday of summer almost. Big, big holiday coming up. Now's the time we're going to do our praise and worship and our giving. Uh, There's lots of ways to give, you can give in the sanctuary today, you can give out in the lobby at our kiosk, you can give at our website, you can give on our app, if you don't have the app, please go to your play store or app store, search for PCA Church and download the app, answer affirmatively to everything and you will have the app. We'd like to welcome all of our guests today, if you are a guest with us, we ask that you would fill out this VIP card, I promise you we are not going to bother you or try to get anything from you. We just want to know a little bit about you. And if you put a prayer request down at the bottom, I promise you someone will pray over those prayer requests and lift them to the Lord. And that's what we all need, God, to touch our needs. He will. We hope that you feel welcome here today in our home. It's your home now. Come back and be a part of our family. Well, you guys know I don't really enjoy taking up the offering, but I'm doing it. And I was asking the Lord Lord, What should I say? I feel like I don't say anything that really is important, and I don't know what I'm going to say now is important, but this is what I thought. I was in the pantry, and I saw this paper bag, and I thought about a mom in the Bible who fixed a little boy a lunch. And that morning she got his bag out, and she put some fishes and some loaves in there, and it wasn't a whole lot, and she sent him off because he wanted to go see this man called Jesus. And so he took his little bag, and he went to see Jesus. And there were so many people there, multiple, thousands of people. And the disciples came to Jesus and said, How are we going to feed all these people? And the Lord saw that little boy in that little bag of fishes and loaves, and he said, Give me that fishes and loaves. And he prayed over it, he multiplied it. And that little boy's small little lunch fed thousands of people. And sometimes we think what we have to give is not very much, that we only have a little bit. But if we all give a little bit, God can take whatever we give and use it to touch thousands of people, and their lives can be changed for an eternity. What would have happened if that little boy had not come to give his lunch to Jesus? What will happen if you don't give your little bit to the church so that we can be what God wants us to be in our community? So i I, I urge you, give your bed, and it'll all add up to what God wants to do in our community, through our church. Gentlemen, if you will come. Father, we thank you for this time of giving. We thank you for this day that we can be in your house to worship with you. I pray, Lord, that you would bless every gift and every giver. Give it back to them, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Father, I pray that you would be with us in the service today have way in every part, bless every heart, mind, and soul that is here, God, to receive your word, and we'll be so very careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Man, it is good to see you here on this first Sunday, after all the graduations and school being out, I uh, know lots of families today who have gone, they've left because they've been released, set free by the school system. And so today, thank you for being here. Uh, whatever you give, man, it can feed thousands of people. The Word of God. Amen. Stand with me today. Let's get ready for the preaching of the Word. I'm excited. We've got to get a noise check because this message, I tell you what, I got so pumped up in my office preaching, I almost got saved myself. And I mean, I'm just telling you, this message is burning inside of me today. So I want you to, on the count of three, I want you just to shout, Amen. We're going to see where we're at You're on the count of three. Got a little bit of people there getting a little ready. Here we go. One, two, three. I expect to hear a lot of that during this. Anytime I say anything that you agree with, I mean, not anything, but anything you agree with. Man, you guys are really on top of your game today. I better be ready. Take your Bibles, lift them with me, and repeat after me. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. Lord, help me every day to read Thy Word. Lord, help me every day to live Thy Word. I love Thy Word. And dear Lord, I'm going to shout as loud as I can. Amen. Amen. God bless you. may be seated. Man, I tell you what, I started this series last Sunday, and it's just burning inside of me. Entitled, Are You In? Are You In? We always want to be in stuff. We have clubs, we join, we have all kinds of societies of things we join. We join the church because we want to be in, right? We always want to be a part of something. Uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 14 is my thematic verse for this series. It says this Jesus returned to Galilee, He say these next three words with me. In the power, say it again, in the power of the Spirit. And news about Him spread through the whole countryside. Are you in? Last Sunday I started this series, and so I'm just going to take about a couple of minutes and recap. I want us to understand that Jesus understood the necessity. It was mandatory that he was filled, baptized in the Holy Spirit before he started his ministry. When God sent his son to earth, we, we we read about this in Philippians 2, 6 through 8. It's called the Kenosis passage, which means it is the passage to where Jesus is part of the Trinity Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and He has all deity. But when He came to earth, before He was born a man, He emptied Himself of all of His deity and became 100% man. Read this with me. Who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God, this is important, something to be used to His own advantage. You see, if he came to earth and had all the deity of God, then there's no way we could have a life like Jesus. But he emptied himself of all of his Godhead so that he could not have it as an advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. So we know for 30 years he lived as the son of Joseph, a carpenter. For 30 years he got up, he went to school for the first few years, he went to work with his dad, and he was just a natural human being. But at 30 years of age, God sent his son to redeem the world. So he knew now is the time to begin ministry. I cannot begin ministry unless I am baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit. So he goes to John the Baptist and John baptizes him. And the Spirit of God descends upon him like that of a dove. And God speaks out of heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And he was baptized which we have the word in the the Greek, baptizo, which is in Acts chapter 2. They were all filled. Baptizo, second work of the Holy Spirit. When we are saved, we are filled with the Spirit of God. But there is a second work of the Holy Spirit called the baptism, baptizo, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which also brings about this other element called dunamos, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. That word dunamos is where we get our, our word dynamite. It becomes explosive. So God puts us in a power that is dynamic, that is explosive. And because of that power, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power, in the dynamic, dynamite word of God. Why? Because he knew he needed that to fulfill the ministry that was ahead of him. And I talked about last week. We are not qualified to do what God has called us to do, but the Holy Spirit qualifies us, qualifies us. When we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we are then qualified to do what God has called us to do. And I talked about the heart surgeon. We don't want to go to a mechanic to do heart surgery. We want somebody that's qualified. But when my car needs working on, I'm not going to a heart surgeon to get my uh, motor worked on. I'm going to a mechanic. And I love the little badge that says, A-S-E Qualified. That means they know what they're doing. And whenever we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are baptized, it says that we become drunk, inebriated, saturated. And I talked about that last week, how that whatever we are inebriated with, it controls us. It controls the way we walk, the way we talk. It controls our attitudes. It controls our decision making. It controls everything in our life. You can be drunk wearing with wine. The Bible says don't do that in excess, but rather be drunk in the Holy Spirit. Don't let the wine make you walk this way or talk this way, but let the Holy Spirit make you walk, talk this way, and have decision-making. And so today I want to continue. We read this verse at the end, Galatians 2.20. Paul said this, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. But Christ lives where? In me. Are you in? Is Christ in you? The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul was in. The question today is, are you in? Are you in? So I want to continue this message going to Luke chapter 4, just a few verses later, verses 17 and 18. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, and he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. Jesus was in church one Sunday morning. They handed him the scroll to read out of, and he read this passage in Isaiah, which was a prophecy of the Messiah. Jesus read this prophetic message and in the temple they had this this chair that was in the center that was elevated and they were waiting for the Messiah to descend and sit upon that throne they had built. So when Jesus read this passage, he rolled up the scroll again and then he went over and sat down in the chair of the Messiah. Yeah, he knew who he was. But not everybody around him knew who he was. Not everybody else was in. I can tell you this. You can come to church and be in the building. But that doesn't mean you are in the power of the Holy Spirit. You got to get in. Jesus was in the power. He said, God has anointed me. We, I preached for weeks on the anointing in the, the temple and the tabernacle and how that every morning they would, they would take all the oils and all the herbs and all the scents and put them together. And they would every morning anoint everything in the tabernacle and the temple. And they would also pour the oil over the priest. And the fragrance would fill the entire town because they were all right there around the the tabernacle. And every morning this would happen. And, And now Jesus is saying that I am now anointed by God. The Holy Spirit, that baptism is now being poured over me. I am saturated In the Holy Spirit and the power that dynamic power that comes with it I have been anointed and that word means to be set apart for God's use set apart the things that were anointed in the temple they were only to be used in the temple only to be used for God's pleasure Today, you and I, if we are baptized, if we are in the power of the Spirit, we have been anointed by God, not by anyone else, but by God to do what He has called us to do, to be an instrument in His kingdom, and we have been set apart. We are anointed. We have the power. We have been set apart. And sometimes we get set apart from our old friends. Sometimes we get set apart from the old ways of our life that we used to do, all of our habits and all of our heartbeats and all of those things. Sometimes we get set apart. Sometimes we get set apart from parties and those kind of things. Why? Because this vessel is no longer to be used by the enemy. This vessel has been anointed by God, set apart by God to be used by God, and that is what we're. That's who you are in Christ. We are baptized. We are qualified. And we crucify the flesh. And so we then begin to take on what is called convictions. Convictions. And i got to tell you, I'm concerned about that today. Because I'm thinking, what has happened to our biblical convictions? We need convictions. And guess what? It's not just a set rules. It's when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will convict you of things. No one has to tell you. No one has to come along and say, don't do this and do that. But the Holy Spirit will tell you. He will give us convictions. As a matter of fact, the reason why you're in church today is because you've been led here by the Holy Spirit and you have a conviction that on Sunday morning I'm not going to sit at home in my recliner in my pajamas and drink coffee. Sunday morning, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And that is why you're here. You've got a conviction to be in the house of God. That conviction about church attendance, the conviction about having prayer life. Every day I will pray. Every day I will read the word. Every day, every day, every day. These are convictions. We get convicted over our language. You know, at first it's about saying really, really, really bad stuff. But then as we get closer to God, sometimes it's about what we don't say. Sometimes we're supposed to say something to somebody. We go, ah. We have convictions over our activities, where we go, where we don't go. We don't have anybody telling us the Holy Spirit will tell you. We have convictions over how we spend our money, how we take care of our finances. Why? Because I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live because Christ lives. And I decrease and Christ increases. Philippians 1, six. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. Amen. So if he starts this work of salvation, guess what God's going to do? Keep on working on you. It's called progressive sanctification. When we are saved, we are sanctified. But then God continues to work on you to sanctify you. And the Bible tells us this. We are to do what? Sanctify ourselves. Look at our own lives. See what God convicts us of and abide by those convictions. And so he continues to work on me, continues to work on you. Galatians 5.1 It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Free from what? The bondages of sin. Free from all the things that do not please God. He set us free to do all the things that do please God. He said he set us free. Stand firm then. Do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Don't go back to what you left stay in the freedom that christ has given to you the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage of slavery it sets us free our hands are free to worship our hands are free to clap our mouths are free to praise god why because we are free from our past it is gone never to be remembered again amen so Jesus came, he emptied himself of his glory, lived for 30 years, he was anointed at the baptism, he's walking in the power of the Spirit, he goes into the temple, he reads this prophetic message, he sits down in the chair, and everybody applauds, the Messiah is here! No. Read verses 28 through 30 of Luke chapter 4. All the people in. They were all in. All were in on this one. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove Jesus out of town, took him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Can you imagine? All the people in the church... Now, I've had a bunch of people mad at me in churches before. I've had a lot of people say a lot of bad things about me before. I've had them shake their fist at me and slam it on the desk and yell and scream and holler. But to this day, to this day, I've never had anybody take me out to a cliff and want to push me off of it. Thank goodness. (laughs) Have you ever had a whole bunch of people try to drive you out of town, get you to the cliff and try to push you off? I hope not. So if you haven't gotten to that point... Life is not as bad as you think it is, okay? But it's bad when the whole church is in on pushing you off a cliff. This was all the people in the synagogue. Like I said, you can be in the house, but not be in the power of the Spirit. You see, they held on to traditions more than they opened up their minds and opened up their hearts to Jesus. Come on. In the church sometimes we can hold on to traditions. We can hold on to the way it's always been done. When God says, I'm wanting to do a new thing. I'm wanting to do something different in the desert. I want rivers to run through the desert. I want to do something new. And we're like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to get furious. Drive Jesus out of the church. Run him off a cliff because I didn't like the way he sat down in that chair. That's what it was. I didn't like the way he said, this is who I am. I am the anointed one. What blasphemy is this? You see, sometimes we can, we can hear the word of God but not receive it. Sometimes it makes us mad. Can't believe the preacher talked about that today. I tell you what. <laughs> Push him off a cliff. I don't know where he's at in Oklahoma, but don't go find any. I can tell you that right now. The people are furious. Now, this is one of the most powerful parts of Scripture, and you don't hear it preached on very often because it says that Jesus walked right through the crowd and went on his way. They are furious. This is a mob. They are fever pitched. They are ready to take and throw him off a cliff. How does this happen? Well, there's all kinds of theological answers to this situation I mean you read this man you get into things that you're so let me tell you some things of what theologians have said well here's what happened Jesus was over here at the edge of the cliff was right there the whole church was right here they're trying to march him off and one thing that he did was he paralyzed every one of them could happen if he can hear a par- heal a paralytic why can't he cause everybody to be paralyzed so it says that he paralyzed everybody they couldn't move And he just walked right through the crowd. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then once he got a distance away, they became to where they could move again. That's one theory. I like that, don't you? Another theory was that he blinded their eyes so they couldn't see him. And they're all like, where did he go? Where did he go? Where did he go? And he just walked right through the crowd very calmly, very quietly, till he got out of the way. And then all of a sudden they could see him. Another theory is he was standing there and he became... Transported. How I mean, you know that can happen? What happened to, to Brother Philip that day? He was baptizing the guy, and when the guy came up, Philip was gone. So, why couldn't Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, just go, Okay, I'm here. Mm, I'm over here. Did you see me? I, I'm gone. He's gone. Couldn't find me. Where, what happened? Huh? Another theory is he's standing here, and he actually has control of all of the DNA in his body and he just changes the look of his face and they don't recognize him and he just walks right through the crowd. Now he has the power to do all of those things. I don't know how it happened exactly and I don't want us to get hung up on the fact of, well, I believe this or that. Don't do that, but I want you to get this, that when Jesus was standing on the edge of that cliff, And when this whole church mob was trying to push him off, he was walking and led by the power of the Holy Spirit to church that morning. He was led by the Spirit to open up and read that prophetic part of the message of God. He was led by the people to this brow of a cliff. But this was not his time to die. God sent his Son into the world that that he might redeem this world, that he would die on a cross to pay for our sins. It was not his time to die. And so God got him through the crowd, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he went on his way. Church, when we are led by the power of the Holy Spirit, we get led into all kinds of circumstances. All kinds of circumstances. But we need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, I don't care what the enemy has in mind for your life. He will try, the Bible says, to destroy you. He will try to kill you. But if you are in the power of the Holy Spirit and it is not God's timing for you, you will walk right through whatever the enemy has set up to destroy you and you will walk through in the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout amen right about now. Hallelujah. Why? Because God will deliver you. You are walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. People tell me sometimes, Pastor, you're preaching. You're just going to make the devil mad. Sometimes Sandy will tell me when I get home. She says, you know, because of that message, the devil's just going to get madder at us and be more furious at attacking us. Well, I got news for Miss Sandy. I got news for every one of you. I got news for me. He's been furious ever since God threw him out of heaven and one-third of the angels. He's been furious ever since then. He's never going to wake up and go happy day. He's never going to be happy. He's furious at any person who has been baptized in the power, who has been anointed, set apart by God, who has been saturated in the oil of the Holy Spirit to where you are controlled by the power of God that dwells inside of you. He controls how you walk. He controls how you talk. He controls who you hang out with. He controls how you praise. And that is why when I praise, everything that is inside of me has to give praise to God. Why? Because there's a dynamic power inside of me. Hallelujah. He's always furious. Well, pastor, he may surround you. He will always surround you. He always makes you think it's worse than it is. Always. But he cannot Touch you. He cannot touch the anointing. Cannot touch it. I know I will date myself, and I know that my wife and my kids will tell me, Dad, why do you do this? But listen, I was just sitting in my office typing all this out, and all of a sudden I'm reminded. MC Hammer wasn't the first one that says, can't touch this. (laughs) Come on. Jesus was the first one going, "Uh uh-uh, can't touch this. I'm walking right through. Now that'll be the only thing some of you are going to remember about this whole message. But church, when we are led by the Spirit, we are walking in God's time. We are where God has led us to be. Sometimes all your friends may be furious at you. Sometimes the whole world, it seems like the whole world is against you. And sometimes you may feel like you are surrounded, but God will deliver us right through the middle of all those who are coming against us. Why? We walk in the power of the Spirit's. There was a king that got furious one day. Everybody, when the trumpet sound, bow! Three guys did not. He was furious. He brought them into his presence, heated up seven times hotter than it's ever been heated. Bind these men up and throw them in the fire. Wait a minute. Um, the God we serve. There was a guy sleep all night. He's like, I wonder how he's doing, I wonder how he's doing. He goes out there the next morning opened open it up. Daniel, sir, yes, sir. I'm sorry, I've got to wait. What you wake me up so early for? Because why? Because the lions can't touch the anointing. Can't touch that. Daniel was surrounded, no way out, couldn't climb out. "...but God's anointing and power had set him apart." He was right where God wanted him to be because God wanted the king and the entire nation to have their faces turned toward God. And Daniel just goes, if this is where I'm sleeping tonight, then I'll sleep here tonight. It doesn't matter. All I want to know is that I'm led by God, that I'm anointed by God, that I've been set apart by God. And wherever that anointing takes me, I don't have to worry about it because the enemy cannot touch the anointing the enemy cannot touch the anointed and when the enemy comes in like a flood God raises up a barrier against it when the enemy comes in and traps us in our own eyes God has a way out in the middle of a storm watch out church your boat won't sink hallelujah aren't you glad for that When the giants come against you, you may go like this. You come against me with shield and spear, but I come against you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of God, I come against you, giant. Come on. We've got to get to the place to where we understand no matter what circumstances surrounding us, you will walk right through. You are set apart. You are no longer your own. You're walking in the power of the Spirit. Jesus was not afraid of the crowd, he was just waiting for them to get him right to the edge so he could do what anybody can do in the anointing and that's walk right through and go on the way why because that's what God called him to do and that's what God's calling me and you to do in the power of the Holy Spirit you may think man I don't want to get the devil mad at me he's already mad at you you might as well go ahead and live I want to tell you today church don't be afraid of circumstances Don't be afraid of people. Don't be afraid of situations. You cannot be touched. God will deliver you out of all of the enemy's traps. Out of all of the situations the enemy caused. What the enemy brought to destroy me, God caused it. God turned this thing around to bless me. And sometimes not only you, but everybody else around you. You see those three guys in Daniel, Daniel chapter 3, 17, here's what they said. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us. I love these guys, don't you? I don't know that I would have had that much, I hope and pray I would have, but in that moment when it gets real close and it gets really hot and the soldiers have me in their arms, and I'm bound up. Our God will deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. I mean, they brought the smack, man. They looked right in his eyes. And that's what we need to do when the enemy comes against us in our lives. We've got to stand up, because the last time I checked, When we go into confrontation with the enemy, the Bible says that our heel is on his head. Now, I got to tell you, if I start out in that position in a fight, I've got a really good advantage. A really good advantage because I start out with my... Heal crushing his head. I think in the power of the Holy Spirit. I think, church, we understand that God has already won this battle. God, through his son Jesus Christ, has already fought the fight. All we've got to do is make sure that we are in the power of the Holy Spirit. That way, when we begin to go into situations, it is not us fighting. It is not us struggling. It is the power and the anointing of God, the oil that has saturated us, that begins to call into the presence of God. God says, when you come into my presence, presence you're my son you're my daughter I want you to walk boldly into my throne room I want you to lay your petitions at my feet I want you to declare who you are in my presence you're my child I put a robe on you a ring on your finger I've called you redeemed and you are redeemed I've adopted you as my child you are heir and joint heir with Jesus Christ you have power and authority you just don't know it I have found that we do not know what we have in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Because so many times it's been preached too weak. Sometimes we've heard things that give us too much reason to doubt. Look at this. Isaiah 43.2. When you pass through, what did Jesus do? It says he walked right through the crowd. Why? He was in the power of the Spirit. When you pass through waters, I will be with you. When you pass through rivers, I will be with you. They will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. It can be a crowd, it can be waters, it can be rivers, it can be fires, it can be cancer, it can be finances, it can be job loss, it can be a marriage is in trouble, it can be your kids are rebellious. I don't care what kind of circumstance feels like it's surrounding you in your life, what you need to do as a man or woman of God is you need to carry this to the throne of God and then you need to get up and say, hey, we're going to be delivered right through this and we're going to look right at the enemy right in the eye and say, I'm going to be delivered from you too I know in whom I have believed and I know that he is able he is able he is able he is able I'm walking through the fire I'm walking through the water I'm walking through the river I'm walking through the crowd I'm walking through whatever the enemy comes against me why it's not my time hallelujah it's not my time God decides your outcome, not the enemy. God decides it. And God has decided you are more than a conqueror. More than. God has decided that he will be with you. He will be in you. And I got to tell you, if you get a fresh revelation of this, This will make you whoop a giant with a toothpick, man. I'm telling you, all of a sudden you begin to be... When the disciples were in the upper room, they were in the upper room because they were fearful of the crowds. They just crucified Jesus. What are they going to do to us? But when they were baptized, baptizo, in the power, dunamis, of the Holy Spirit... They didn't any longer have fear of the crowd. As a matter of fact, they went out of the upper room, went down into the middle of the crowds, and they said, man, what are these guys doing? Are they drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning? And they said, oh, we're inebriated. We're saturated. We're filled. And we're walking different. And we're talking different. And we're thinking different. And right now, you're fixing to hear me preach like I have never preached before. And Brother Simon Peter got up, who had denied Christ three times, and he began to preach a message about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And 3,000 people came to know the Lord on that day. I'm telling you, church, when we walk in the power of the Spirit, it's going to get other people's attention. When Jesus went back to Galilee, In the power of the Spirit. It said the word about him spread throughout all of Galilee. The word about him did not spread all throughout Galilee when he was a carpenter. When he was without the power of the Holy Spirit. But when you have that dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, people start taking note of you. People start going, there's something different. Philippians 2.6 let me read it again who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage whatever Jesus did on this earth he did under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit not as the third Part of the Godhead but as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit and the Bible says that every one of us have access to the same Holy Spirit Jesus did not have an advantage by being God the only advantage he had was the anointing in the Holy Spirit and he gives us the same advantage You may say, well, pastor, I haven't seen anybody just paralyze a crowd and walk through them. No, but I put a bunch of people to sleep preaching before, I can tell you that. (laughs) I could have walked right out while I was preaching and no one would have ever known it. (laughs) But I do believe whatever the situation needs, God will give us the power to walk right through it. That I believe with all my heart because I have been in too many situations to where it seemed impossible it seemed bigger than what I could overcome it seemed like I was going to die physically I've been there spiritually I've had everything challenged that can be challenged mentally Man, the enemy. You want a pity party? I can give you a good pity party. Ooh, I can beat most of you in a pity party. Well, I can feel sorry for myself just like that. You now, can't we all? Can't we all at times listen to the enemy? Well, I think you're right. I don't think anybody in the church likes me anymore. I tell you, I don't know. All my friends doing this and they don't invite me and this is going on and and God, where are you? If if you're there, I know know God sometimes. Well, I think spiritually he has slapped me a couple of times. Just wake up. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Get up. I have led you here for a reason. You are not in this church by accident. Some of you think, oh, I just looked in the, you know, websites and I found, well, let's go to that one. No, 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 no. You were prayed into this church. Yeah. Because the harvest is already white, always ready. The laborers are what we're praying for. Not the lost. We're praying for the laborers. We're praying for laborers that come in and say, is there, if God's doing something do I'm all in. If God can use me, I'm all in. Well, we need somebody to drive the golf cart. I'll do it. We need somebody to wash the toilets. I'll do it. Mow the yard, I'll do it. Whatever it is. We don't need to be going, gunna- well, I am too gifted to do that. If you are too gifted and you cannot wash a toilet, you're not gifted enough to share the gospel. I'm just telling you the truth. Pastor, you've never cleaned a church toilet in your life. Oh, if I had a dollar. I was raised in the church. Saturday night, that was my job. Cleaning the church, mowing the yards, washing the vans. I didn't get paid for any of that. Not a dollar and say well that's what you're supposed to do no I'm a kid where's all the adults where were they at they were too gifted I'm just trying to get our attention you have been called by God you have been set apart anointed by God and I got a feeling today there's a bunch of you going through some circumstances because God's told me that this week. So you're going through some circumstances and you feel like I'm going off this cliff. I'll tell you what goes off the cliff. Pigs. Remember that story? There was a demoniac, and, and they Jesus cast the demons out of the demoniac into the pigs, and the pigs ran off the cliff. Yeah. People of God don't run off the cliffs. People of God may get driven to the edge sometimes, but then we walk right through. We walk right through. We walk right through. You walk right through. I see Mr. J.R. sitting over here. Miss Carolyn, we spent a whole year praying for that dude, didn't we? He scared us so many times. what did he do? He walked right through. Because Miss Carolyn and a bunch of us we went straight to the throne room of God and we laid Mr. J.R. right there at the feet of Jesus Christ. And it's okay. So many times I look at, when I go in there and I say God look to your right Jesus, take off your robe and turn your back to the Father. Father, again, look at those stripes on his back. Because you said by his stripes we are healed. God, I need a healing in this house today. I need a healing in J.R.'s life today. I need you to bring life where death is trying to enter. I need you to bring hope. I need you to bring peace. I need you to bring joy. And man, Miss Carolyn would call me back, Pastor, doing better. Doing better. Okay, Miss Carolyn, we're going to hold on to that. And then he walks right into church. Don't tell me there's not a God. Don't tell me that God will not help you walk right through. The problem sometimes is when we have been surrounded by the enemy, we forget to look up. We're looking down. The Bible says lift up your eyes to the hills from which cometh your help. Your help comes from God. Don't be looking for the church people to help you. They're the ones. I just told you who I am, but you can't see it yet. So I guess I'm going to go hang out with the people who might see me as who I am. You see, we have to receive his presence and his anointing and his power. And we have to believe, have faith. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. And how do we walk? By faith. Just take a step and start walking through the crowd. Who knows, God may paralyze them. Who knows, God may cause you to disappear. God may change the look of your face. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how God works in all situations. All I know is he said you will go through. You're going to go through. And you're going to go through. Why? Because it's not your time. God's got other places for me to go. God's got other things for me to do. And the enemy cannot touch me. And the enemy cannot touch you. Would you stand with me this morning? The word of God is very very explicit. He tells us do not be hearers only but to do the word of God. Do not hear only but do The word of God. And so, I was praying about this message and I said, man, God, this is good stuff. Man, this is good stuff. I got excited because there's things in my life pushing me to the edge. Right now. Right now, there's things in my life pushing me to the edge. And what am I going to do? Am I going to let any little thing push me off the edge or am I going to take my stand? The Bible says whenever you've done all you can do to stand, stand in the power of the Lord. You do what? You stand in. Are you in? And so I had all kinds of thoughts I believe God gave to me about how to end this message today and so here we go I believe today there are quite a few of you I don't know who but I believe the Holy Spirit has told me there's quite a few of you that you have circumstances in your life today I'm not talking about last week last month last year today today There's some circumstance in your life and you feel it's okay to have feelings. You feel like there's no way out of this thing. You feel it's all around you. You feel whatever. And God has told me to preach this message to you because he wants you to walk through it. Sometimes the mountain doesn't get moved. Sometimes you have to climb the mountain. Sometimes the river doesn't get dried up and you walk across. Sometimes you got to get knee deep, waist deep, and swim all through it. Sometimes the fire doesn't get put out, but you walk through the fire and the king looks down and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we put three in there. I see a fourth man and his countenance is like the son of God. When you walk through the fire, I will be with you. I don't know what's going on in your life. God does. And God has brought you here today to hear this message, to encourage you, to strengthen you, and to equip you to walk through. To walk through. So if you're here, yeah, the Holy Spirit's already drawing. If you're here today and you got a circumstance, this time you walk through whatever you need to get through to get down here to the front. Would you do that? Grab somebody by the hand if you need to and say, I'm walking through this. I need you to walk through it with me. I want you to grab you by the hand. I want you to come to the front. If you're here today and you got a circumstance, you got something going, I want you to come. Come on. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit tugs at your heart. Don't don't resist that tugging. You just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you right down here right now. Come on. If you need to, grab somebody by the hand. I'm not going by myself. Come on. I, I, this is not about salvation. This is about men and women of God who have already been filled with the power of God, who are in the Spirit of God, but the devil's furious at you. Of course he is. He hates you. Come on, come on. Anybody else? Sometimes we sing during this part, but today we're not going to sing. We're just going to ask you to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit because I want you to walk through, 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 through through. I'm going through. Come on. I'm going to wait on you just a minute. I don't feel released. I want you to walk through. I want you to walk through. I want you to walk through. I want you to walk through whatever it is you're walking through you're gonna be determined when you leave here today you're gonna be empowered by the Holy Spirit I'm believing for a fresh anointing upon these people by the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to cast aside all fear all doubt all worry all anxiety it's gonna be gone in the name of Jesus hallelujah anybody else I'm gonna wait just a second now here's what I expect and now here's what I need I need four or five people to get around each one of these and I want you to lay hands on them and if you are filled with the baptism in the Holy Spirit and power thereof I want you to pray in the anointing of the Spirit that God would give them a fresh anointing to help them walk through okay look down here find somebody and say I'm gonna go help My brother, I'm going to go help my sister. I want you to come. I need your help. I want you to We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.